Let's mother hacking do this. <laughs> What the heck is up and welcome to Fears to Freedom Radio. I'm your host, actually underscore Alexandra on Instagram, duh. (laughs) And I'm here to share everything I've learned in my own personal growth journey and my journey to freedom to help you see your worth, love yourself, make peace with food in your bod, and essentially help you find your own freedom, you know? Sound good? Okay, let's get into it. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode. DJ LED here, ready to wa- walk, ready to rock your world. Okay, that was a lame joke, and I also made it even lamer by not even saying the words right. <laughs> but I hope you know DJ Polly D because when I'm recording podcasts, I wear my Beats, and I feel like DJ Polly D, but. DJ LED because my last name is Dawson so it really makes sense but anyways hi hello welcome back let's talk eating disorders Woo! like what else would we going what else would we talk about really um I'm not gonna bore you with an intro besides hey it's LED DJ LED <laughs> because who listens to uh intros anyways I know for me I just skip through them but I'm kind of giving one right now so you're probably skipping through too anyways today's topic is is your eating disorder is a puzzle and why it makes no sense to compare your disorder or your recovery to anyone else and why your struggle is just as valid as anyone else these are my shower thoughts um and my shower thoughts are always the best ones but I never tend to remember them like I'm in the shower and then I have this brilliant idea or brilliant caption I want to write or whatever it is and then poof it's gone. But this one stuck that your eating disorder is a puzzle. This one stuck because it actually really is uh, pretty brilliant. So the other day I was thinking about how eating disorders are basically the same as a puzzle. You see, puzzles come in a box, okay? Yes, we all know that. Or a bag, whatever the heck you buy your puzzles in. They come in a box, but each puzzle comes with a bunch of different pieces all jumbled up, you know, broken, the puzzle isn't together. You can see, you know, what the puzzle is supposed to look like. But when you get the puzzle, the pieces aren't together, you know? Which is kind of like your eating disorder. Your disorder is made up of a bunch of different pieces. Just like a puzzle, the pieces are your disordered habits, your rules, your fears, whatever it may be. And maybe one piece of your puzzle is your rule that, you know, you can't eat before noon. And another piece of your puzzle is that you can only have the same food once a day. And another is your fear of fruit or pizza. And another is the fact that holidays or events that involve food are really hard for you, right? So maybe those are some things that make up your puzzle. Your your disordered habits, your thoughts even, like your disordered thoughts, your rules, whatever it is that come with your disorder... Those are the pieces that make up your puzzle. And let's say that the girl next to you or, you know, let's say the girl you're comparing yourself to on Instagram with her own disorder, whoever you find yourself comparing yourself to in recovery, we're going to call it the girl next to you for this episode. The girl next to you has her own puzzle. She has her own disorder. But hers will come with different pieces, Her disorder will come with different pieces. Maybe her puzzle, 
Maybe her puzzle pieces are total opposite of yours. Maybe, you know, you got a picture of the Eiffel Tower and hers is of a bird, okay? Your pieces are going to be totally opposite if you got a puzzle of the Eiffel Tower and she got one of the bird. And so maybe the disordered rules and habits and things that make up her puzzle and her disorder is opposite of yours. Maybe while you can't eat breakfast till noon, she eats breakfast not a second later than 8 a.m. every single day. And while you fear not or while you fear having the same food every day or having the same food twice in one day, maybe she fears not having the same food twice in a day and always has like has a rule of, oh, I have to have two apples every day while you're like, oh my god, I can't have more than one. Um, maybe fruit, while it's a fear for you, is a safe food for her. Or maybe she doesn't fear pizza like you fear pizza. And maybe holidays and food events for her are easy because food is easier when it's a social thing, you know, for her. So her rules are different than yours. Her habits are are different than yours. Her fears and her thoughts and everything that comes with her disorder, it's all different than yours. And the pieces of her puzzle may not fit into yours, but they don't have to. And the pieces of your puzzle don't have to fit into yours. I mean, hers. (laughs) Your puzzle pieces are yours, but your puzzle pieces are not hers. Maybe her puzzle is a thousand pieces while yours is 300. Maybe she has more rules and fears and disordered thoughts than you do. But it doesn't matter. Each puzzle is still a puzzle. And each puzzle is still very real. I mean, if we were talking actual puzzles here, you wouldn't look at one. You wouldn't look at, you know, you buy two puzzles. One is the Eiffel Tower, one is the bird. You wouldn't look at one and say, this isn't a puzzle. You wouldn't look at one that had 300 pieces and compare it to one that had 1,000 pieces and say, oh, the one with 300 pieces isn't even a puzzle. Because it still is a freaking puzzle. You bought a puzzle. It's still a puzzle. And that's like your eating disorder. Just because someone else's disorder might come with different pieces different rules or more rules or more disordered habits, more disordered thoughts, whatever it may be. It doesn't make your struggle any less valid. If your puzzle is only 300 pieces, it's still just as real as even the biggest puzzle in the world, even a puzzle with 7 million pieces. Neither one is any less of a puzzle. Neither one is more real of a puzzle. Your puzzle is still real. Your, your puzzle is still valid. And here's the thing. I used to believe that others who had more puzzle pieces than me were more valid in their struggle. I thought if I didn't struggle in the same way that others did, then my disorder was less real or less deserving of support. And then you convince yourself that oh, it's not that bad. And that, that's an excuse for you to stay stuck in your habits because, oh, her puzzle is so much bigger. So, you know, mine's not even real. I don't, I don't even have a puzzle. You know, you convince yourself, oh, the puzzle that you just bought, you don't even have. Um, and maybe, maybe you bought a puzzle and 
It didn't even have the name puzzle on it. And I'm using this as an example of someone who doesn't have a diagnosis. And so you feel, oh, this was this didn't, you know, it looks like a puzzle and the directions are the same as a puzzle, but it's not called a puzzle, so it must not be a puzzle. Oh, it's still a freaking puzzle. It's still a puzzle. So even if your puzzle doesn't come labeled, <laughs> even if you don't have the diagnosis or the label, it's still very real, okay? It is still very real and very valid and just as deserving of being put together as anyone else's freedom. I mean, puzzle. (laughs) And I vividly remember my first time in treatment. This was 2013 um, and it was outpatient treatment. So this was the very beginning of my disorder. This was the very beginning of, of it all and I was really I wasn't in the thick of it yet I would say um and my family was just learning about it and I very quickly was put into outpatient treatment um intensive outpatient treatment so I would go like whatever three times a week to it was like we would do group therapy and then meal support and I hated every second of it anyways I vividly remember my first day And I was sitting there in group, and I honestly, at this point, hadn't even heard of a fear food yet. I hadn't heard the term fear food. I just kind of, like, feared food in general. I I didn't know that there were certain ones that I was, quote-unquote, supposed to fear more. I just was afraid of food in general. But in group, we were going over our fear foods. I remember the leader, the group leader, was like, okay, let's talk about fear foods. And in my head, I'm like, hmm? Like, what? what's a fear food? As I'm sitting in treatment for an eating disorder, and I'm like, hmm, what is this? I don't know what this is. So in group, we're going over our fear foods, and the girl next to me, it was her turn to talk. And she talked about her fear of oil. I vividly remember this. She was talking about how, you know, it was her friend's birthday weekend, and they went to fire on ice and it's a place that cooks you know you can see them cooking in the oil and she talked about how she really struggled to go out to eat always because they cook in oil and I just remember sitting there thinking oh my god I don't fear oil and I still go out to eat so that must mean like my disorder is not real or not as bad as hers and she has it worse than me and then it convinces you that oh my god, she has it worse than me, so why do I even need to try and get better? If someone else has it quote-unquote worse, like, I don't fear oil. So is my disorder even real? I just, like, spiraled in my head. And another example is, like, Thanksgiving. I remember Thanksgiving was never that much of a struggle for me because I love being with my whole family. It's one of my favorite days of the year because of all the people that I get to see. I mean, it's really, I have a big Italian family and so it's so fun and I love it. I love Thanksgiving. So it was never that much of a struggle for me, even in my eating disorder. Yes, it did cause some disordered habits and thoughts, but it wasn't like the fear provoking that a lot of people feel around Thanksgiving. Um, 
And I remember during the time of Thanksgiving, I would always hear everyone else talking about how hard it was or there was always extra support being offered around this time for like anyone struggling with eating disorders. I know this is a really hard time for you. And I would hear all of that and I would think, oh my goodness, it, you know, quote unquote, should be hard for me too. And Thanksgiving is not hard for me. So what does that mean about my disorder? And like, why am I trying to, well, I don't need to recover. I don't need to get better. I don't need to find freedom because my struggle isn't even bad. And then you allow yourself to believe like, oh, my struggle isn't even bad. So I can continue to live in it. I can continue to live this way because I'm doing fine. I can eat pizza and she fears pizza. So my struggle is less real, which means my struggle, I don't need to heal from it. I don't need to make steps towards freedom because she has it quote unquote worse. And this is just a lie, you know, that you're disorder likes to tell you that your disordered thoughts like to make you believe that oh because someone else has it quote-unquote worse like someone else is diagnosed and you're not or someone else is underweight and you're not or someone else has been to treatment more times than you and you let yourself or for me it was like oh she had a feeding tube she had a feeding tube longer than me so like you know I haven't even had a feeding tube so I don't have an eating disorder your mind will tell you over and over, your mind will convince you of all the reasons you don't have an eating disorder because someone else will always have a different piece to their puzzle that you don't have. But you wouldn't, again, buy two different puzzles with the intention of putting them together. You wouldn't buy two different puzzles and say, oh, this one has less pieces, so it's not even worth, you know, putting back together. So hear me out. Just because your puzzle looks different than the girl next to you's puzzle does not mean your puzzle is any less real. Your puzzle is not supposed to look like hers. If you bought a puzzle, again, that was supposed to be a picture of the Eiffel Tower, you would expect it to look like the Eiffel Tower when it was done. Not a bird, because you didn't buy the bird puzzle. You bought the Eiffel Tower one. And that one is just as much of a puzzle as the bird one. Your puzzle pieces will not fit into the girl next to you's puzzle, right? You can't take your Eiffel Tower puzzle piece and try and fit it into the bird one, and you can't take the bird one and try and fit it into the Eiffel Tower one. It just wouldn't work. It wouldn't line up. And maybe something that for you is a part of your disorder is actually not disordered for her at all. Like, for instance, maybe you eat fruit because it's low calorie and it avoids other snacks you know you convince yourself like oh fruit is low calorie so I'm allowed to snack on it maybe that's part of your disorder but maybe she eats fruit because she genuinely like really loves fruit for no other disordered reason she just loves fruit um I remember I got a dm on instagram telling me I was disordered because I ate too much fruit And that meant I was using it as a low-calorie snack replacement. But for me, when I was in my disorder, part of my puzzle, one of a, a big piece of my puzzle was this immense fear of fruit. Immense fear of fruit to the point where, like, I, it was just a really big fear. So you bet that I'm gonna eat all the freaking fruit now to make up for all of the years that I spent living in sheer fear of that fruit. And it has no 
underlying meaning of, oh, this is low calorie or whatever. It's just, oh my God, in my disorder, I was so afraid of it that I am soaking up every second of allowing myself to love it again, right? Like when I was a kid, I remember I used to come home from school and I would play Tarzan on my GameCube and I would eat a whole thing like literally I'm not kidding a whole thing of grapes after snacking on fruit like all day long when I was a kid fruit was my favorite favorite thing but during my disorder it became such a fear and now that I'm out of it I'm like hell yeah I'm gonna eat all the freaking fruit and just because you know part of her puzzle was you know oh she ate fruit for because it was low calorie you know doesn't mean that now that I eat a lot of fruit it's disordered because each puzzle is unique as heck, okay? Just like each eating disorder. Each eating disorder is so, so, so unique. And that's why you can't compare. You can't focus on someone else's puzzle. Focusing on someone else's puzzle won't ever put yours back together. Or, you know, won't ever, if you focus on someone else's puzzle, their pieces still won't fit into yours. Focusing on someone else's puzzle won't put yours back together. You have to focus on yours. And you have to remember that your puzzle is real. It's just as real of as anyone else's puzzle. And that it's just as deserving of being put together as anyone else's too. Don't convince yourself that oh it's not that bad or it's not it's not bad enough to heal just because someone else's puzzle has more pieces than yours. Just because someone's disorder comes with more rules than yours or more thoughts doesn't mean that they are any more worthy of trying to find freedom than you are, of putting their puzzle back together than you are. What makes her puzzle more deserving of being put together than yours? What makes her puzzle be more deserving of becoming whole again? Just because it has more pieces? Frick that. Frick that. Every single puzzle is worth putting together again. Every single puzzle is worth being whole. No matter if it's one of those 330,000, 330,000, that makes sense, 30,000 piece ones, the biggest one in the world, or one of those little kid ABC ones that literally anybody could put together in two seconds. Each puzzle is a puzzle. And each puzzle is deserving of being whole. You deserve to piece yourself back together. You deserve to be whole again. You deserve to heal. You are worthy of freedom, just as worthy as you deem anyone else in the world, no matter how your puzzle compares to someone else's, no matter how your struggle looks to someone else's. It doesn't matter what hers looks like. All that matters is what yours looks like. And the thing is, why? Here's here's what really helped me to get out of this type of comparison is placing it as, or wording it in my mind as, instead of recovery, like, I never felt like, oh, I'm deserving of recovery. I had a mind shift or a, what do you call it? Like a... I flipped the script. That's what I like to call it. I flipped the script and I worded it differently. I said, okay, maybe I don't feel like my puzzle is worthy of being pieced back together because I don't feel like it's big enough. 
But do I do I want to live this way forever? Don't don't I want to find freedom? And I started wording it as finding freedom rather than recovery because freedom was this beautiful thing in my mind and I I felt like everyone was deserving of freedom. Everyone was deserving of a life that wasn't controlled by food and their body. And so no matter how small I felt like my puzzle was or how undeserving of being put together I thought it was, I put it in my mind as, you know what, nobody deserves to live this way. So no matter what my puzzle looks like, I do deserve to find freedom and you deserve to find freedom too. You deserve to piece yourself back together. You deserve to heal and remember, 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 remember. The pieces that make up the puzzle are different. The pieces that make up your puzzle and her puzzle are different. And so will the process of putting those puzzles back together again be, you know, your, your process to recover will be different than someone else's. What works for you might not work for her. What works for her might not work for you. Your puzzles may not come together in similar ways, but they're both still worthy of coming together. And just like the pieces are different, just like the pieces of the puzzles are different, the end result will be different too. Your puzzles will have different pictures at the end. Your puzzles will... You know, one's a bird, one's an Eiffel Tower. So you will have a different body than someone else. You will have a different life than someone else. And that's okay. The end picture, whatever it is for you, doesn't have to be whatever it is for her. Don't compare. That's why this is just like, you really cannot compare. Think of it like that, you know? Like, of course, if you bought two different puzzles, if the puzzles were two different things then the end result is going to be different. If you bought a bird and she bought an Eiffel Tower, you can't expect to both look like a bird at the end. You can't expect for the picture, your puzzle pictures, to both be a bird at the end because they are different, just like your bodies will be different, just like your life will be different. And that is okay. It is all okay. So I want to remind you that no matter what, your puzzle is real. Your puzzle is unique. Your puzzle is worthy of being pieced back together no matter how small you may feel like it is. And I promise, no matter what that puzzle looks like pieced back together, it is beautiful. It is a masterpiece. So, piece your puzzle back together, my girl. Do not focus on her puzzle. Focus on piecing your puzzle together again because you deserve to become whole. So I'm going to give you some homework and attached to or in the description there will be a link for a puzzle printout and you're going to print it out twice and in one you're gonna for one of them you're going to cut up the pieces and you're going to write some of the different pieces to your disorder that make up your puzzle, your thoughts, your rules, your habits. And then in the other puzzle that you print out, it's going to be a whole one. You're going to remain whole and you're going to write in or put pictures or decorate or whatever you want, how you want your whole puzzle to look, the final picture. And no, I don't mean your body. I mean your life. Like how will 
your life look when your puzzle is pieced back together again? Will you finally be the girl that can say yes to pizza with her friends? Will you finally be the girl who doesn't work out two hours a day? Will you finally be the daughter who says yes to her mom's homemade meal? That is what I want your whole puzzle to focus on, not the looks of you. And then you're going to write some steps on how you can piece your puzzle together again. And you're going to commit to doing those things. You're going to commit to piecing your puzzle back together again. And all of it will be linked in the um, description box with more description of the actual homework. But you're going to do the homework. You're going to piece your puzzle together again. And when you do your whole puzzle together, like the beautiful one of, you know, what you want your life to look like when your puzzle is together. I want you to take a picture of it and I want you to tag me on Instagram so I can see what you want your puzzle to look like, whether it's a bird, whether it's an Eiffel Tower. I want to see your puzzle become whole. So do your homework tag me on Instagram. And if you liked this episode, I would really, really appreciate it if you, you know, shared it, if you posted it on your story so I could see that you listened or if you DM'd me, sent me a message about it. I really love hearing from you guys and love hearing your feedback. So I would really appreciate it. I love connecting with you guys. So please send me a message or please post to your story and tag me so I can see and celebrate the heck out of you that you listened or out of me that I actually have listeners. <laughs> and please, I would also really appreciate it if you gave me a rating or review or just even like a rating that would be really helpful for me in the podcast. So if you did like it, just quickly press that five star because I know I'm five star, baby. Okay, just kidding. But really, I would really appreciate it. And remember, your puzzle is deserving of being whole. So go piece that baby back together.